commitment, loyalty, and over time, because you continue to practice, you become better and better at what you do. So one other uh, point that I like to make is, because uh, this, is, this is always one of my favorite, uh, favorite scriptures, is when Joshua was taking the helm from Moses and you know, he he's you know, I can imagine what kind of mind state he was in or, or you know, what what he felt like um, you know, having to follow up a man as uh prolific and as accomplished as Moses and you know, he sought a word from the most high and the word that he got was to meditate on the law day and night. In other words, your your thoughts should be continually on practicing this law. If you practice this law, you're going to always be in a position to to have. You know, you'll always be in a position to um, basically be secured because practicing the law brings about a mind state where it's very difficult I won't say it's impossible, but it's very difficult to fall into certain conditions as far as uh, being another nation's money because you're able to conduct yourself properly uh, in matters of law. So you know, I can I can say more about it, brother, but I don't want to uh, meander too much. So I'll, I'll yield at, at this point. Well, those were excellent points, and the whole idea behind what she's saying is fine that your parents have, but you need to have something for yourself, and not just that, but you get blessings for having something for yourself. Now, what was striking to me about this is what put me in this mind. Our parents, in the form of our forefathers, had their own. And when we fell from that, fell from who they are, we lost our way. But we have a requirement to build our own and to get back to where they once were. Here's the thing. What they went through, they went through struggles and heartaches and pains. They were building. But although we fell from that due to our own transgression, we have an obligation to fight our way out of it, to build ourselves back up, and get our own based on the standards, standing on the shoulders and the foundation that our forefathers have laid for us. But then in in the verse it says, yes, the strong gets more, while the weak ones fade. Empty pockets don't ever make the grade. Now, if you're looking at this as just financial, I think you may be missing the point, particularly with what I'm trying to lead to. Fill your pockets full of the wisdom of your ancestors who from nothing built something. And although we fell from it, well, that's the Most High God Almighty's test on us to see what we're made of. And as they say, you take two steps toward God, God will take two more steps for you, in a sense. God will take two steps towards you. But God will take two more steps for you. And the point is, what is the foundation of honoring thy mother and thy father? Is standing 
on what they stood on. They stood on law, statutes, and commandments. How you, brother? Thanks, brother. Thank you for that. So, you know, the thing is, is that you made a very, very good point because, generally speaking, when you, you think about pockets, there's always a financial connotation that comes with that. But scriptures tell us, you know, the, the wisest man that probably ever lived uh, in the form of Solomon said that in all you're getting, get understanding. So if you think about, you know, your pockets, you know, think about those pockets as particularly as a storehouse. And if you can store up some understanding, if you can store up some wisdom, at some point, that may translate into financial security. It may it may actually translate into fed uh, riches. But understand that, you know, what we're laboring for, what you should be laboring for, is not riches. You know, you shouldn't be laboring for materialism. You know, that labor should be to the point where you can secure yourself and those that you're obligated to, and particularly for our people, so we can get back to keeping this charge that we received from the Most High as recorded in the covenant that our forefathers established with the Creator. Because, see, the thing is, is that we know who we are as a body of people, the North American Negro, uh, in particular, the Israelite tribe of Judah, or the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and we practice the Hebrew faith. And in practicing that Hebrew faith, law is paramount. Government is paramount. Commerce is paramount. So when we listen to the lyrics of our beloved sister, Billie Holiday, he is doing the same thing as our forefathers have done. You know, these uh, said Aboriginal prophets, they've given us so much. And some scriptures that you read, you get so much out of those scriptures. She's packed so much wisdom into these words. And it's very appropriate for what we're trying to do now as far as an outreach uh, with this program, we get out here, we come together as a body of people, and we're able to uh, erect government you know, under these laws, statutes, and commandments, and we're able to hold fast to that Hebrew faith. We'll have our own. There's no doubt about it. You know, if you're, if you're a student of history, if you're a student of these scriptures, if you're a student of law, you know, because here in, in, in the nation we, tr we teach that all three would be as one because they are a as one. They're, it's the same thing. Um, coming to a place where we're able to actually go and govern ourselves, all we need to do is unify around that theme and the most high will meet us in a way that may appear, you know, supernatural to some. But at the end of the day, we know that that's a contract. You know, there's terms and conditions to those contracts. We breached. We're trying to remedy that breach and come back into honor. And once that occurs, there's no reason for us to not have an expectation of uh, being able to to have our own. I yell, brother. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read these lyrics again, and then I want to talk about this song and what I think is the inspiration for it. I'm going to read the first uh, verse. Them that God shall have. Them 
that's not shall lose. So the Bible said, and it still is news. <laughs> now, every time I hear this and read this, I get a kick out of it, but it is really deeper than what it may seem like on the surface. Now, what she's saying essentially is the what she's saying is this is what the Bible says, and it's still news. People still don't get it. Now, I believe that that is inspired by a parable. And it's the parable of the three servants. I'm going to read this from Matthew 25 and beginning at verse uh, 14. Uh, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had two, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Now, essentially it's saying them that God shall get. Because the first two, one had five talents, another had two talents, and they went and they got five more talents and two more talents. But this one that had this one, Billy Holiday says, them that's not shall lose. So the Bible said, and it still is news. Now, here's the thing. How do you multiply? Listen to what happened. How do you multiply these five talents or these two talents? Listen to what happened. The master came to the servant and gave from what he had earned. So he gave that to these servants, expecting these servants to do something with it. Now, with his giving to them, and he's telling them, go do what you got to do with it. Now it's their responsibility to multiply that which was given to them. But this one that tried to save it up and hide it and do nothing with it, buried it and all of that, what it actually means is not putting into usage or right use that which was given unto you. Now, I'm going to read Luke 6, verse 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom, for with the me- the same measure that ye meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. Them that's got shall get, them that's not shall lose. So the Bible said, and it still is news. And what is the news? Given it shall be given unto you. But you have to be able to look at this as a responsibility because you have to belong to a body of people that you can give tithes, offerings, donations, 
or whatever. And I don't mean just financially either. I mean, you can give in the scriptures, they didn't just go to the temple or the tabernacle and just give um, shekels of silver or, or talents of gold or whatever. They actually would give spices, herbs, flowers, plants, clothes, meats, all types of different things. But you have to have a home in order for that to work with, and this will multiply your that which you received. Because the whole idea is you're supposed to come home to a place that you can actually is like an investment when you do tithes and offerings, donations and all of that. It's like an investment that you are going to come, it's going to come back times two. If you got five talents, you're going to come back with five more. So now you got 10 talents. You got two is going to come back with times two. So now you got four. And, and when it's talking about talents, you got to understand that these were um, coins. So you got the one that had five coins, one that had two coins, and one that had one coin. And look what they did with it. Then that's God shall have, then that's not shall lose. So the Bible said, and it still is news. I yield. Islam, yeah. So when you were reading that, you were reading uh, Matt 25, beginning at verse 14. You know that. You know, I always have known that as the parable of talents. And when you read that, <laughs> I don't know. Prior to to now, it never dawned on me that what they were doing or what what the charge of the servants was was to basically go and um, show their competence by um, making proper investments. And so I would say with the third servant, that's probably the reason why, you know, his treatment was, you know, much different from the others because, you know, his master's trying to get him to comprehend a principle and, you know, he completely missed the boat on that. But what, what I'd like to um, say regarding this and how I see it as applying to our people uh, nowadays you know, the the investment uh, primarily should be in yourself. And the reason why I'm saying that, I'm not saying yourself from the standpoint of you as an individual. I'm saying yourself as you making an investment in your body politic, in your nation, in those that share the same culture, history, identity, and pedigree that that you do. If you look at how our people conduct ourselves, um, you know, nowadays, you know, for the for the most part, there's no real, uh, there's no, there, there's no significant investment that occurs amongst us. We'll, we'll generally take our uh, take our resources, and we'll invest in other communities. You know, just like, uh, you know, again, the scriptures say that, you know, everybody, you'll buy from everybody, but nobody buys from you. And so with with this in front of us, here's a golden opportunity to, you know, again, get to a place to where we can have our own. You know, we, ha- we have to come together and uh, begin to do business with one another from a commercial uh, standpoint and be able to, you know, take these lessons and actually turn them into or, or convert them into wealth builders for us. You know, we, we have enough uh, resources in our own communities that we really shouldn't have to go outside of ourselves. And by making those investments, you know, it's one of one of the things that I've learned since I've been in the nation. You know, that which you don't have, you have the ability to create. So, in our own uh, communities, if if we're lacking, you know, from the standpoint of 
certain resources as far as, you know, doctors, uh, uh, grocers, uh, um, you know, folks that actually can provide uh, durable uh, goods, uh, clothing, uh, you know, other uh, supplies, you know, other household goods. If we don't have that, you know, that's a golden opportunity, you know, once we make a commitment that, you know, my my dollar is going to go into investing into my brother. You know, that's a golden opportunity to be able to manifest those things that that you don't have. Because, you know, the, the, the issue long term is that until we get to a place to where we can meet our own needs without having to go beg these other nations for you know, the, the basics, we'll never be in a place where we can have our own. We'll never be in a place to where we're, we're economically empowered. We'll never be positioned to see just how powerful these scriptures can be when properly, um, properly applied. You know, it comes, it comes back to, you know, us applying some, some soundness to um, our daily walk, Know, how we deal with ourselves, how we deal with those that are close to us, you know, how we deal with uh, with our extended family. Um, you know, it's time for us to really consider that the only way that we can actually um, secure our future is to, to first make a mental exodus out of this uh, mind state of, of dependency on those that for all intents and purposes, seek to undermine us at every turn. We have to make an exodus from that mentally. Um, we have to hold fast to a blueprint that, uh, you know, our forefathers left for us that, you know, to, to my knowledge, uh, hasn't been eclipsed. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> we take that and, you know, we apply it because uh, that that power and that uh, effectiveness is just as relevant, you know, in modern times as it's been in the past. And, um, you know, we let the most high do the rest. But, you know, first of all, we just have to, uh, we just got to submit, you know. So the whole point of this is, is getting us to a place to where, you know, we can actually um, have control over our own destiny, so to speak, and not, and not be uh, swayed and not be vulnerable to something like, um, you know, the, the oppressor or uh, our handlers uh, making a unilateral decision that affects us at large. We want to get away from that. Pass it back to you, brother. Praise the Lord. As I reflect on what you're saying and, what this song has done to me, I cannot express to the listeners enough that this song has really touched me deeply because I really see something that I think she saw in her lifetime. And she was trying to convey to us, the Bible says it, but it's still news and you all don't get it yet. And as we were talking about, as I was reading the scripture, there's a master or a Lord with three servants. Now, what you have to understand, the song is saying, God bless the child. Mama may have, Papa may have, but God bless the child that's got his own. As you're reading these verses, it's talking about a master or a Lord, meaning someone who's a teacher and someone who has uh, possessorship of land. Okay? Now, if you think about this, Mama may have, Papa may have, she can see that this parable 
is talking about parents and their responsibility, common language parents and their responsibility to their children. This is what she's seeing in it. And what I'm saying to you is you are supposed to be a teacher to your offspring. You are supposed to be a landholder to your offspring. You are supposed to give them chores, responsibilities, duties, allowance, so that they learn to earn for their hard work and effort. And once they get that earning, I'm speaking not just monetarily. I'm talking about from the lessons of the life of your mother and father, the examples that they leave you. And once they get that, once you as a child get that from your parents, you're not just supposed to sit on it. You're supposed to multiply it. You're supposed to multiply it being fruitful and multiply and produce offspring of your own and teach them the same lessons. And you're supposed to take that and build an abundance for yourself. But you've been cut off from your said parents. You've been cut off from your history and your culture. Not because it's hidden, but because of your own transgressions. So you have nothing to even begin with that's given unto you as talent. And I don't mean just money. I mean the knowledge, the wisdom that your ancestors had. I yield. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. You know, I I heard, you know, one of the one of the greatest examples uh, regarding this is if you imagine your life as a relay race, and everything that you are able to build. I'm talking about, you know, spiritually, emotionally, um, financially. Um, just in you know your, your your storehouse of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, all of that is symbolically represented in that baton. And at the end of your life, you should have offspring that you pass that on, on to, so that they're never having to start from square one. You know, and when I think about um, you know the vast majority of our people, you know, generation in, generation out, we're always starting over from square one because we've essentially um, exchanged sound reasoning, logic, uh, and truth for fantasies and, and bedtime stories. Hmm. And the thing is, is, um, you know, no other you, you don't see these other nations doing that you know you don't you, they they always raise and i'm saying from a from a psychology of parenting they always raise their children with continuity in mind you have a a family business you know some sort of uh means by which to provide for your family the first thing that you see these people doing when these kids can uh, can walk and, and talk. You know, they start training them, training them up as they should go. I mean, I was in a Chinese restaurant uh, about three or four months ago, and, you know, I walked in to place my order, and I'm looking around for, you know, an adult to come to the register, and this this, this uh, young uh, young Asian boy, you know, he had to be every bit of maybe eight years old. He could barely stand up over the counter, but he was taking my order, working the register, uh, you know, making sure that everything uh, that I uh, asked for was uh, I was in receipt of. And for me, I, I was just like, wow, 
you know, this 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 kid, he seemed to be adept enough to, you know, really be able to run that register by himself. You know, so they're they're they're, they're definitely you know planning for uh, planning for continuity, and so you know, in, in our case, um, you know, those those lessons because a lot of times. Um, you know, you you have plans for your kids, and they'll have their own plans. And it's not so much that, uh, you know, I think you want to, um, you know, impress upon them or force them to be what you know you may want them to be. I don't I don't think that that is what's meant by this at all. I think it's you passing passing on a legacy that will allow them to be successful, to be, uh, you know, kept, uh, to make uh, proper uh, decisions. And, um, you know, generally speaking to, you know, eventually get to a place uh, where they're actually able to uh, govern the self. You know, that's one of the main reasons why you, why you even, you know, chastise your, your children when they're young, because I think, you know, one of the major reasons why or one of the major obstacles that we really have as adults in not only um, being able to achieve on an individual level, but also being able to achieve collectively is because there's a lack of self-discipline. And the thing is, is you're doing your children a disservice if you don't discipline them when they're young because you're teaching them the manner in which they need to self-discipline themselves, and it's a growing process. It's a building process. It's a practice. It's a practice. So generally speaking, you know, you, you, you learn that when you're young, and then, you know, if everything works out as an, as an adult, you're able to apply that um, to yourself to a greater degree to leverage greater successes, so it, it's it's very uh, very appropriate. Um, it's very paramount, you know, even with what with what we're doing, um, you know, as a nation, you know, the people are being raised uh, to be uh, responsible. The people are being raised to to really self govern, and so, you know, the myself and brother priest i mean we we might not live to see it i don't necessarily want to speak that but you know i got to be real about it we may not live to see it but you know my hope and i think the hopes of of, of all of our nation is that we're laying the groundwork and the framework for our offspring and those that come behind us to to build on um you know what we laid you know, and to even even do more, to even go farther, you know, in the spirit of the Christ. The Christ said, and all these things that I've done, and ye shall do greater. Well, that's the same thing that, you know, we would expect um, for those that are, are coming behind us that are uh, continuing the, or that would be charged with continuing to carry forth this truth and usher in uh, the kingdom of heaven, you know, on, on this planet. Uh, yeah, brother. You know, brother, it's like a beautiful thing that you saw a young man, a young boy, able to do that with would be, we'd have to assume, would be a sad family business. But it's also a sad thing that you really notice something that stands out that's different about other cultures that we miss. And also we're saying, you know, maybe we won't live to see it, but you know what? I would rather we produce the right type of hearts and minds than give in to the idea of what it means to really sell out this message. You know, people can really misunderstand that 
You don't want to let just anybody in the gates. They could have millions of dollars and say, I want in, but that's not the point. They could offer you millions of dollars, offer us millions of dollars. There was a time where when I was strictly overseeing who was uh, coming into the nation, I was doing it alone, that, honest to God, 70% of the people that were trying to get in, I would not allow them in. I could see that their hearts weren't right, their minds weren't right. Now, you had some that slipped through the cracks. That's natural. There were people that had plenty of money, that they wanted to offer big donations, but it's not worth it because we have to produce a different caliber of people that we have not seen amongst us in over 500 years. And I mean the people that are absent of idolatry, absent of a mind full of fables, fairy tales, fantasies, people that are rational thinkers who are submitting themselves entirely to the will of the Most High God Almighty, people that are not blame shifters, want to put the blame on everybody else. When, in fact, our reason for going into slavery is not anybody else's fault. And nobody else should be blamed for that or villainized for that. And it shows our lack of comprehending exactly what our forefathers were about. So those of us that make a life, a sellout life, by the way, you're selling out the, the, the true message of the Most High, who make a life out of villainizing others, like, you know, a lot of churches say, well, that church over there, they're nothing. They don't know the truth or whatever. That The mentality of that is not just with, it's not just in Christianity. It's not just Christian churches. That mentality is prevalent, particularly with our people everywhere is continuous blame shifting. I'm not saying that when someone else is in error at fault that it should not be pointed out. Even if it is, let's say it's entirely somebody else's fault. Okay, that happens in life sometimes. Sometimes they're just dastardly individuals that do wicked things and they just out of the clear blue sky come and do something wrong to you. Okay? That happens. But to take that and make a career out of what I would call, like they say in the streets, beef, fame, no different than what uh, 50 Cent did when he started, how he made that one song, How to Rob, uh, uh, um, how, what was that, brother? Do you remember How to Rob uh, Somebody Famous or something? Do you remember that? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. And, and I was I was a big 50 Cent fan, and that's not ringing a bell, brother. <laughs> wow. This was like before he was... Um, before he signed with Eminem's record label, he was making a name for himself. Actually, he was signed with Jam Master J, I think, at the time, um, before Jam Master J was killed. 
and he made a song. That's how he got famous, of how to rob somebody famous. So he's calling off everybody's name. He's calling off Keith Sweat, and, you know, I would run up on him and do this, 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 and this. So beef fame is when, or I'll give you another example. Um, Keys, female rapper Keys, going at Nicki Minaj. Now, she's, this was years ago. She's never been, she's not really a famous uh, female rapper. She, mm-hmm. To my knowledge, she doesn't have a record deal or anything, but she just did a song just to go at Nicki Minaj. And I don't know the, the sister's intent, so I'm not going to uh, say that that was her intent, but I'm saying when you just start trying to start a beef or attacking someone who has a name just to raise your name up. See, that shows that you didn't take the talents that your mother and father left for you. That's the whole point of this. They left you things that you can stand on your own two feet, on your own merit, and develop your own name. See, that's the point. Mama may have, Papa may have, but God bless the child has got his own. You make your own way with what you have learned from them. You make your own good name from what you have learned from them. I yield. Yes, sir. So now here's here's one of the things that you know, I, I think sort of gets lost in translation. And I want to I want to bring this point out because it's important. And I think that you know in the past we've had tendencies to sort of set out to do you know various things in life, and because um, we've been conditioned to want everything instant, you know, we want to become an instant instant success. You know, we any any goals that we set out to achieve. You know, we don't want to labor. We don't want to long suffer. And particularly when you're trying to raise yourself from a status, like you know, you know something's wrong, and you're trying to engage in some manner of self improvement. You know, you're trying to raise yourself out of the realm of the civilly dead to you know, actually being. Perpendicular. You 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 have to give yourself time because you're you're impaired and you're dealing with uh, a, a degree of uh, psychological impairment from not doing these things, from not practicing, and so you you gotta you know give yourself some time to heal from that. And I think that's been one of the major issues, you know, even even within the nation, uh, you know, with folks, you know, that, that are no longer with us. Um, you know, just like you said, you know, their, their heart isn't right. They're coming in with the wrong intentions. I, you know, my, my thing is this. Even if you do come in with the wrong intentions, if you have a heart, if you have the mind to surrender to the Most High and to submit to the Most High, He'll correct your path. I mean, it, it, it for for some people, you know, it, that may be, you know, that 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 correction may take a year. For some people, it may take three years. For some folks, it may take six, seven, or eight. Everybody is different, and you can't gauge your progress, and you can't gauge. Uh, uh, your improvement on someone else's because everybody has, everybody comes from a, a different uh, walk of life. You know, everybody has had different experiences. And so the, the, the thing that is consistent is that this truth ha- has the, the, the unquestioned ability to renew you and to make you into a different individual, to make you into 
a new being. I mean, literally a new being. You know, but the thing is, is that I, I say that, you know, the Most High will give you the desires of your heart. You know, and, you know, it's just like, you know, in in more, uh, I would say, in, in a more physical realm, in a more, uh, I guess, base realm, you know, it's like you're, you're out there, you're at the club or, uh, you know, you, you may be on the job or some other, in, in some other social environment and you see uh, a, a sister or a brother and you're like, oh, man, you know, she's easy on the eyes or he's easy on the eyes. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a desire in you to want to investigate that. That feeling, that's the same feeling that you should have when you're dealing with this truth, you know, when you're dealing with the Lord and when you're dealing with these scriptures. That same desire that you have to want to get intimate, it, it's the same thing. I mean, it, there's a, um, you know, there's a sincerity about it that, will actually spark the reformation of your mind. It'll spark the, uh, a changing or a renewing of your state of mind consciousness. And that, that's the, the essence of actually changing your status. You know, as, as uh, you know, we, you, you said before, brother, and we've spoken on, this numerous times uh, within the university, you know, status is state of mind consciousness. And because of that, nobody can change your status. Nobody can correct your status. You can't go out and deal with somebody that is going to throw a package in front of you and voila, you got a status correction. It starts with what's going on in your head. And for all intents and purposes, that uh, uh, that change, you know, that that renewing, you know, the cleaning up of, you know, the uh, what's going in and the reformation of what's already there, you know, it 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 just takes time. It takes time, you know, but you have to be diligent. Um, you know, you have to be faithful, and you know, the 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 most important thing is just to recognize that. At least, you know, with, with, with our people, you know, you got a body of people that are uh, striving to do the same thing because we recognize that, recognize that, you know, our our rights, not 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 our privileges, but our actual rights, are secured by the collective, you know, by our body politic, and. You know, we, we don't want to deal with any uh, deal with any cancers. You know, to this point, uh, the Most High has been great at purging those uh, cancers from within our midst. But you know, by the same token, you know, everybody is is um, you know progressing along their own uh, path at their own pace, and uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, we got to first, you know, again, rec- recognize that, yeah, you know, we're we're pretty, uh, as as Mr. Spock would say in in, in the last uh, or in that first uh, reboot of the of the Star Trek uh, franchise. Um, you know, I just saw my planet get destroyed, so I can tell you that I'm compromised. Well. You know, we just came out of 400 years of bond servitude, and I can tell you that we're compromised. And so it takes some time to recover from that. Uh, But the number one thing that we can do uh, to our own benefit is to actually take uh, accountability and responsibility for being in that condition in the first place. Because, see, as long as you blame shift, you're giving – the the object of that blame shifting the power over you coming out of that life circumstance. You know, when you take it when you take it upon yourself to say, you know what, you know, it was it was um, 
you know, my disobedience to this law, statute, and commandments of the Most High. It was my uh, uh, contempt and my forefathers' contempt for uh, the, the the covenant uh, that they entered into that brought about this life circumstance. When you wholeheartedly accept that and submit to that, then you're 100% empowered to change that. How you? Praise the Lord, brother. That was beautifully put. Beautifully put. We only got about three minutes left, so I want to try and uh, sum this up and close this out. I want to read for you Matthew 25 and 20, chapter 25, beginning at verse 23. Excuse me. Yeah, verse 23. This is what happened to those three servants. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Now, the first thing about that is, that is the blessing from the most high that you get when you put in the principle of giving it shall be given unto you be obedient to the law statutes and commandments govern yourself and check yourself correct yourself for the things you do wrong reason as follows then he which had received one talent came and said lord I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with use. Now what he's saying is you should have took the money and invested it. And you saying these things about me, but I gave this out of the kindness of my heart like our like our ancestors did. And you didn't take it and multiply it and do anything with it. And when they talk about usury, they're talking about um compound interest. So you should have done something with this these uh coins to invest them to produce compound interest to have something for me and for you. Read on as follows. Take, 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 therefore, the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gashing of teeth. Now listen. All of those of you who are true followers of the Christ and the Most High Almighty, you have an obligation to convert from your wicked ways and stop making excuses. Your doctrine is not an excuse for why you do the lies that you do, the fornications that you do, the adultery and the swine eating that you do. The doctrine of your church is no excuse. You have an obligation to do the right thing. So the principle of this is that you must check yourself, govern yourself, and come back into a body of people, a congregation of people that will build a nation 
of those who are surrendering and submitting to the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High God Almighty, which is the perfect will of God Almighty. That is the Most High's will for us. And you have an obligation to establish it and govern yourself under God Almighty's laws. So you and I must raise a nation that is having these laws as our constitution. And what I'm saying to you is that we've done that part of the work. We've established a nation. We've established the fact that our laws are the laws of the scriptures, that our constitution is the said Torah. This is our body of law. And when you come onto such a body of people, you have an obligation to take the talents that your forefathers gave you and to multiply them. Give and it shall be given unto you. Then you will end your poverty-stricken, ghetto-infested neighborhoods and communities. Then you will see abundance and prosperity. Then you will stop the gang violence, the prostitution, the fornication, the adultery. But you got to come, convert yourself from your wicked ways, come on to the nation, come on to this nation, come on to the congregation, and help us finish the work that our forefathers have laid down for us so that the Most High God Almighty will bless us as the children of our forefathers. Thank you all for listening. Peace and blessings. Them that's got shall have, them that's not shall lose. So the Bible said, and it still is news. Mama may have, Papa may have, but God bless the child that's got his own, that's got his own. Yes, the strong gets more While the weak ones fade Empty pockets don't Ever make the grade Mama may have Papa may have But God bless the child That's got his own that's got his own Monday You've got lots of friends They're crowding round your door But when you're gone And spending Rich relations give Crust of bread and such You can help yourself But don't take too much Mama may have Papa may have But God bless the child That's got his own that's got his own Money You've got lots of friends They're crowding around your door But when you're gone And spending it Relate.
affections give crust of bread and such you can help yourself but don't take too much mama may have papa may But God bless the child that's got his own That's got his own He just don't worry about nothing Cause he's got his own 